From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. So we've been talking about the best TV or movie robots. Good list, by the way. Well done, everybody. In the break, someone called in and said the robot from Philadelphia. And it's the lunch hour, by the way. Here's the woman eating the Sloppy Joe with her mouth open. Mmm, juicy. And he said the robot from Philadelphia. Stone had no idea what he was talking about. Had no clue. I immediately did. The robot's name is Hitchbot. This from CNN, August 4th, 2015. The title of the story, the headline... Hitchbot, the hitchhiking robot, gets beheaded in Philadelphia. I shouldn't be <laughs> Here's the story. This is why we can't have nice hitchhiking robots. <laughs> Hitchbot, the cheerful hitchhiking robot that had made cross-country trips across Canada, the Netherlands, and Germany, had intended to travel across the United States as well. Instead... <laughs> It survived all of 300 miles on the mean streets of the USA. Two weeks after beginning its U.S. trip in Boston, the robot was vandalized and beheaded in Philadelphia. The team overseeing the robot said in a statement. (laughs) So this was not in a movie. This was was real. Hitchbot. Strangers would help it travel across the world. And it made it 300 miles in the United States of America after traversing several countries prior before Philadelphians got a hold of it and ripped its head off. This is probably all Eagles fans, too, in their jerseys. I'm sure they were wearing Phillies jerseys or Eagles jerseys. Old McNabb jerseys. Uh Uh-huh. No doubt. Kicking the dang thing. Hey, kick its ass. Troglodytes. <laughs> Dirtbags. Poor unsuspecting robot with a heart yeah. is trekking its way yeah. through three different countries. There's, there's a picture of it in Boston at a Red Sox game. It's got a lit up heart on its face. It's a heart. Could you imagine how your heart would fill with love if you were standing watching Hitchbot <laughs> roll down the street <laughs> with strangers, humanity, helping it on this I'm journey sorry. of goodness? But what did they do in Philadelphia? <laughs> they took a bat to it and ripped off his head. This is hilarious. All Philadelphia people never disappoint. Never disappoint. So, Stone, that is what the caller was talking about. That is the Philadelphia robot. That is the story <laughs> of Hitchbot. And Stone just found the photo it's corpse. of the, the destroyed Hitchbot. It's corpse, yes. Uh, one arm is missing. The legs look like they've both been broken, and the head is indeed gone. And it's laying in like a muddy pit too. I would never. I'm like, why do I find this so funny? I mean, <laughs> could you, could Stone, could you, um, could you uh, send me the photo of the destroyed Hitchbot so I can uh, send it out on the socials as well? Oh, that's great. Uh, so that is the uh, the robot in Philadelphia. Oh well, hell, who, what are we I doing I don't know here? who called in for that story, but thank you. I am. Uh, you gave me an ab workout from that laugh. Oh my gosh. I'm Great. Ah, oh, man. So I do want to. <laughs> it's it's the the first day of NBA free agency. So and if if you still want to talk robots, I'm all for it. Like I said, it's almost a three day weekend for us. So I don't care about nothing. Okay. 
Um, but it is NBA free agency, so I want to make sure that we're up to date with what the Heat are doing. It looked like last night there was an, a report that the Heat were going to get a sit-down with Jalen Brunson of the Mavs. Brunson's been a major target of the Knicks, and it was going to be hilarious if the Heat swooped in and got a, a meeting with Jalen Brunson while the Knicks thought he's a shoe-in. They, they, they basically didn't draft anybody. Uh, because they wanted to go target Jalen Brunson, who reportedly they're going to offer a $110 million contract to. Uh, the Heat would need a sign-and-trade to get Jalen Brunson, but, man, could you imagine Jalen Brunson and Jimmy Butler in the same backcourt? Pretty sick, right? Pretty sick. Very, very But the sick. AP is reporting that now that's not a thing. There's no meeting between the Heat and Jalen Brunson that's been scheduled, and so the Heat are out on that. Now, Jay Crowder's name has come up, coming back to the Heat. I was saying bring him back. That would be nice. We don't think P.J. Tucker is going to be back. Think he's going to Philadelphia, getting that bag, and that's fine. He doesn't owe the Heat anything. He doesn't. And I don't want Heat fans to think that he owes the Heat anything. But I'm curious, other than Jimmy and Bam, who's the player you need to see back with the Heat next year? Because Kyle Lowry is now a subject of trade rumors. Tyler Hero is a subject of trade rumors. Who do you need to see back next year for the Heat? Because honestly... I know that he had a rough postseason and he was banged up, but Tyler Hero, I'd like to see him in a starting role, and I think Tyler Hero can provide an awful lot for this team and become maybe the primary scorer, to be honest. I think he should be the primary scorer for this team. He's fully capable of it, and at points of the season, he was deemed our closer. Yeah, the guy who's going to come in late in the fourth quarter and put daggers in you and keep the energy, and uh, he wasn't able to show us that, but we know it's there. So I'll agree with you. It's it's, it's got to be Tyler. I he, think it's Tyler here. He's the youngest, freshest one on our entire roster. I mean, you can argue though, Kyle Lowry, championship veteran point guard. If he gets in shape, I mean, Heat fans are down on him, but he played well in the regular season. I'm really down on him. You're I really it, down on him. I, just, I find it really surprising how you can be that out of shape, and it was something that like translated to his on the court performance. Like he looked bad. He looked bad. I'm not in that great of shape at, at say, all right have you now. Seen yourself in the mirror. But I'm not. But I mean, I'm not out there. I'm not out there getting paid forty million. Or I guess he yeah, was we complaining do. Complaining that he was too thick for his, most of his pants. Jeanette yesterday. got Jeanette yeah. got personal. I'm a, a wino now. Okay, like no, I, no, I, don't, I don't focus on no, the sports. No, you're not. You as didn't much. even know what a decanter was five minutes before I the show. Called it a carburetor. Yeah. It's the, you definitely did. Part. That's, That's not what a car. You called it. Uh, the 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 heater in the midst of NBA free agency. Uh, what player do you need to see back not named Jimmy or Bam next year? I put what Max player Strews do you down. need? Max Struess? Well, you're doing it for physical reasons. Well, I put a heart on there, but taking <laughs> the heart out, I do think he adds, like he's that guy you rely on. Yeah, he should be hand. coming off the bench, though. He shouldn't be a playoff starter for you. And and they know that. He will come off the bench. If he's a starter in, in that first game, that I, I don't know. It'll be really, really surprising. Which Heat player do you need to see back next year not named Jimmy or Bam? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Who are we talking to, Stone? This is Phil, who actually called in about Hitchbot. Okay. That, uh, uh, where is Phil at? I think he's in West Palm Beach. Okay. Phil, I'm not even going to yeah. guess where you're at. So, uh, Stone, did even West Palm Beach. Okay, Phil in West Palm. So what what do you have on Hitchbot, who, again, was beheaded uh, and, no, and just, 
decapacitated rem- by Philadelphia. <laughs> I remember the, the, talking with you guys before you and Josh when when the story came out a, a while ago, oh, and I yeah. just thought it would be a kick to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's hilarious because, again, it went through multiple countries, and it made it a mere 300 miles in the United States before, of all cities, <laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> took its head. Yeah. Thank you. Good old Philadelphia. Phil, uh, all right, you guys have a great day. And stay all right, safe. All right, Phil, you have made Jeanette's day. <laughs> I've just, it's it's every stereotype that you would imagine of Philadelphia. Yeah. Here comes this robot, this loving robot, enjoying his best life, traveling more than I would say most people do. And he gets to Philadelphia, <laughs> and his whole his dreams murder. and careers. His whole dream, his whole life. Is ruined. <laughs> He's the, the, the best part is that Hitchbot, it looks like they brought him into like a muddy landfill <laughs> just That's to fully picture. make it look like the most mafia hit possible. Oh, my gosh. It's great. Good. Oh, yeah, man. at least proud of the people of Philadelphia for sticking true to their guns. That's right. Robot comes through. They don't bow. Uh-uh. They, they're going to show us up with Philadelphia. Hey, kick its ass. Throw a cheesesteak on top of its arm. Kick its ass. It's like a total social experiment. Like, they just, as soon as it gets to the States, guys, we get oh, 300 yeah. miles max. I mean, this Independence Day... Like what we should be recognizing, and of course, in this country, <laughs> a smiley fun robot was murdered in Philadelphia. <laughs> There's a before and after: smiley alive robot, and then <laughs> the decapitated corpse. Yeah, it's a bot. There's next, a side by side, laying next to an empty Miller Lite <laughs> <Yeah>. can <laughs> in the corner of it, behind a dumpster. <laughs> Sounds like college Friday night. Oh man, that is good. Send me that, please, Tom, because that is the United States in a nutshell, right, uh, right there. It looks like Jalen Brunson's probably going to be a Nick. Uh, am I am I wrong in that assumption, Stone? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's due for a bigger market. I think he's somebody who's capable of being a household name and, and being next to Luca wasn't going to do that for him. So I don't know how he is personality-wise or, or what his attitude's like, but I think uh, the Knicks and being in the New York market will do him well because, like I said, he's capable of being I mean, a this star. is a dude who averages 16-5, and five, though. Yeah. You're paying $110 million. And if you break it down by year, it's not like, it, oh, my God, what are the Knicks doing? But it's still a lot of money for a guy who has had one fleeting 16-5 and five performance. Yeah, 16-5, and five, you're almost averaging 20 points. But that's alongside ball-dominant Luka Doncic. Like, like if he sure. was But is he the answer else. for the Knicks? No. No, he, he, absolutely maybe, not. Maybe a playing team with Jalen Brunson sure. with the pieces they have. Sure, maybe they would accept that. They, they basically sold off their draft for, for that. Yeah, they did. Um, they, I, I know that there are a fraction... Probably more than a fraction. A portion of Heat fans that are now that Brunson's out of the mix and Kyrie staying put and KD staying put. Uh, Bradley Beal looks like he's going to re-up with Washington. Mm. Um, there are there are Heat fans that are panicky right now. Uh, I, I, I think you're probably downgrading from PJ with Jay Crowder. But Jay Crowder put in good work for you. He was a key part of what made the Suns great. The last couple of years. I think Jay Crowder coming back to Miami would be fantastic. Oh, I, I don't think it's much of a drop-off. I don't think it's much of a drop-off either. And he's coming from a winning culture in Phoenix, too. What they were doing over there, you know, most wins in the league. Like, he knows what it takes to win. And uh, he's a no-nonsense player. Can play defense. We need uh, we struggled beyond the arc and, and shooting three-pointers that Miami did down the stretch. So, I, I think he, he checks all the boxes that we're kind of looking for right now. I mean, I think that he can run it back if they're smart with the pieces that they surround it with. I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I don't feel the same. You don't feel good about it? I, I think we, we struck a chord and, and found lightning in a bottle and were able to run with it. I know we, we gassed up the bench players and, and the player development thing, but it will be hard to run it back. I do think it will be very hard to run it back. Especially teams getting better in the East. I know you don't have a lot of faith in Atlanta, but that roster is Atlanta is fine. They're a five seed. I, I'm just bringing up Murray. But teams like that will be more competitive, and and that's who we face in the first round. And it was a no show, but they're a little better than they were. So. I mean, listen, you're gonna if Jalen Brunson, if suddenly a meeting does come up, you're gonna need to trade. If you're gonna go get a Donovan Mitchell, you're gonna need to trade big pieces too. There's gonna be big pieces involved in any deal the Heat try to make. Who do you need to see back with the Heat next year and not name Jimmy or Bam? Other than Jimmy and Bam, who do you need to see back next year now that things are about to really get moving? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life? At Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, our team's experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Other than Jimmy and Bam, who do you need to see back with the Heat next year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Guys, a moment of silence for Hitchbot if we could. Amen. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Oh, yeah, we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Best TV or movie robots. All of this off a discussion of Rob Manfred saying that automated strike zones are coming to baseball, robot umpires, and God forbid we handle anything maturely. We're talking about the best TV or movie robots. Dave MacGyver, Druda, Voltron, all day. We get another lost in space, Danger Will Robinson. Chad tweets in, Johnny Five. Johnny Five, if you've never seen that movie, Johnny Five Alive, you've got to see that movie. Stone, I'm telling you. Friday Night Lights, I'm telling what, you. What's it called? Uh, great question. Google oh, Johnny Five. Um, oh, B7. B7, you're right. Oh, no, B9. B9. B9 is short the name circuit? of the Lost in Space. Yeah, Short Circuit. Yes, yes. Short Circuit. Johnny Five. Okay. And then the Megazord from Power Rangers. It's a good one. It's a real good one. We got a lot of these. Check out Twitter, at KLV1063, where in mere moments, I'm going to be releasing the drawings we have made of what we believe Major League Baseball's <laughs> robot home plate umpire should look like. We have sent in our submissions, and you can vote on them in mere moments, at KLV1063. So it wasn't too weird that I thought it would be a physical robot. No, it is place. weird because it's there's no weird. conceivable way that would ever happen. But is it funnier? Yes. Oh. Yes. It's funnier and it makes for better conversation and it would make baseball 
a ton better. A ton better. Rob Manfred should, should just hire me for great ideas. I like legit so. would watch. What if every team got to design its own umpire yeah, I was in thinking its stadium? That. Yeah. Now that. Like a Yankee bot. <laughs> a Blue Jay bot. White Sox 5,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Brave bot. The Marlins yeah. would be a fish. Yeah, fish bot. Yeah, fish bot. <laughs> fish bot. And then at the end of the season, they just fight against each other. <laughs> yeah, like a World Series. Now we're exactly. It's the good content the now. Like World Series, they come like, out first and oh, fight. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Battle bots with all the robot home plate umpires. <laughs> From the ones who didn't make it to the World Series. It's like the Hunger Games, but for robots. You know how traumatic that would be for children? To see these robot umpires that I'm sure they've marketed as little plush dolls in their 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 gift shops and stadiums, and now they're fighting one another to the death. It would create a lot of traction for baseball, though. <laughs> a and a lot of, of money. We know baseball likes their moolah. Oh, oh uh, they present odds for the uh, battle bot, and you can bet on them? Oh, Jeanette, you're looking for something crazy to bet on. <laughs> take that, my money. Take the fish, fish bot over the Yankee bot all day. All the, the dollars money. that I make at this job, uh, just invest it into robot fights. Thank you. <laughs> Let's uh, let's get into the Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hut! Green! Hut! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. Thank you very much, Pat Summerall. Rest in peace. Jacob deGrom of the Mets. 27 pitches yesterday in St. Lucie, continuing his rehab and Mets manager, Buck Showalter yesterday asked about the availability of Jacob DeGrom and when the Mets and Mets fans may expect him back on the mound. Well, 27 pitches, hitters. See how he feels tomorrow. All right, Tony. Well, though. 27, What's the next step? So we'll see how he feels tomorrow. And then, you know, we have the schedule worked out and know what will happen if everything feels well tomorrow but don't want to get ahead of it yet so tomorrow if he feels well we'll probably be able to talk about that next step could a game be on the docket for him we'll talk about it tomorrow. i know you got to ask i would too um but i'm don't want to get on double secret probation what do they call it <laughs> no it's fine it's just it's just better to stay there until we know for sure but he hasn't had anything that has taken him off schedule so far. Buck Showalter, Mets manager. But it does seem like Jacob deGrom is in line to head back. It looks like uh, Max Scherzer, who pitched last night in a rehab start, he's on his way back. So the Mets, who are in dire need of some pitching, they've been sort of making it up as they go along here, and it's been a good season to this point, but if they are going to actually finish off the NL East, they're going to need that pitching. Uh, they're going to need those starters they've paid big money for, but it looks like help is, uh, is definitely on the way. That is the Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hey, how did wine go last night, by the way? ESPN West Palm wine tasting slash dinner uh, last night. I see that Stone uh, changed his clothes. He was wearing a... Um, a, a zippered, uh, no-sleeve sweater, yeah. a sweater vest. My Napa Valley special. Yeah, but that's not that's not what pe- people do not wear zip-down no. sweater vests in Napa Valley. I don't know where you get that from. I don't know where you saw that. You lost the bet, by the way, that we made yesterday. We, I did. I did. I don't know what we had on the line, but there was nobody there. That was wearing a vest. That was wearing a vest. Because people don't wear store. vests to wine tasting. So what does Stone own me? I don't remember. <laughs> Neither do I. 
I'll come up with something. Okay. Okay, great. Um, but how was, did did you drink wine stone? A lot of it. You drank a lot of it. You stayed sober. Nope. Jeanette. They were the drunk ones. Yeah, you they stayed were the sober. Drunkies. You I stayed was sober. So I, I tried over a dozen times to make her uh, take a sip. See, this bothers me, though. Mm-hmm. As a friend of hers, as someone who works with her, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be enabling. I, I understand that sometimes Friday Night Lights is still in the college mindset. Let's go get wasted, bruh. But like, she's trying to keep herself dry until August when she goes on vacation, and she's doing a great job, and here you are. Trying to spoil the entire thing. You're being selfish. Just one Stone. sip. Just one sip. Just uh, every turn. He sat behind me. Like our tables were next to each other. So <laughs> there was one time I went to um, smell Theo's wine glass. Cause Why? Because that's what I was doing. I was like, if I can't drink the wine, let me smell it. She was huffing him. I was, you know, <laughs> she was like huffing wine. <laughs> I was, really was. That is, um, that I actually I... appears to be problematic. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I was, I, w- I would go to, uh, I did it with Courtney, our marketing director. I went up to her. I was like, let me smell your wine. I did it to Tina home team. I was like, let me smell your wine. Just got in the bloodstream, whatever way it could. Is that a pickup line? Let me smell your wine. It wasn't for me. Could it be? It was more like an addict. Like, oh, I can't have it. Let me smell it. <laughs> yeah, a few times. Who I, snorts wine? Well, a few, I would at this point. <laughs> a few times I did. I would walk around and sniff them, and I would give them, mmm, it's a oaky afterbirth. And I was, I was. Afterbirth? Doing, yeah. I was doing plenty of uh, wine lingo <laughs> that I learned from my uh, lady, Chili. Nobody's. An oaky afterbirth? Yeah, I told him what the wine smelled like, you know, you know the benefits. And, Do you and know kinda, what afterbirth is, Stone? Uh, I learned yesterday. What is, Jeanette, what is... I've never, I've served a lot of wines and okay. various... I was Stone, counting- Stone, Stone, I'm going to, I'm going to read you the definition of afterbirth, okay? And you're going to realize you're trying to say something. No, take a bit afterbirth and make sure you keyword it with wine. And I'm sure something, I was also counting my legs, you know, a thing I learned on Instagram. The legs are real. Yeah, where you swirl it around, you got to see how many legs that are... On that, the wine glass, only, on the wine. Only for reds, though. Yes. Okay, you realize that afterbirth... Is, is the a, gooey stuff that comes out of a woman after she gives birth to a don't child, Don't do that, right? because it, there is some of it. That, there's a wine after birth. So, anyways, instead of drinking wine, I would steal everybody's truffles, chocolate truffles. Oh, uh, I got it. Okay, I see. It's an office line, by the way. Yes. Oaky after birth. Okay. Yeah, it was. Okay. Look how proud he is. I forgot. It was an episode of Dwight brought over a bottle I of wine. I got it now. I got it now. I got it now. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, but it, it was a grand old time. It was kind of one of my my favorite <laughs> outings. Grand old time. One of my favorite outings as a team. It it's fun. right up there. You know, I'm still fresh, still uh, a fresh team member, and I thought it was one of the most uh, fun times I've had. So, are you going to get into wine now? I think so. I think so. Now, the prices that that was a, that was the shaky part for me. Actually, we, we, we drank <laughs> wine's not a cheap endeavor, and, and I learned you that you can be cheap with it. You could. You can be cheap. I'm Is not, it worth it? I'm, no. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm not a barefoot guy. It depends on your intention <laughs> with wine. Okay. Like, there will be nights when I would drink alcohol. Watch a little sex in the city, yeah. drink some barefoot. Actually, yeah. my one not of my, bad. One of my best friends and I, we would buy boxes of wines and watch that 70s show on a good Friday Did night. You ever, like, that was a thing. Did you ever in college play Slap the Bag? Of oh, course. Plenty. Yeah. Classic. Plenty. Yeah. That's where I developed my taste for Pinot. Oh, yeah? No. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Slap the Bag, I only played Slap the Bag with white wines. Yeah, yeah same. No, you do not want to chug red wines. Yeah, Slap no. the Bag with red wine... Is a recipe for disaster. Would, Your insides yeah. are going to melt. I would purposely chill a box of Pinot Grigio. You can't do it because it's they're too dry, the reds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Look at this guy! Okay, afterbirth. Uh-huh. <laughs>
Uh-huh. But also, it was, uh, my job was to make sure that all the truffles were eaten because Jeff, whenever oh, he makes Oh, you guys ate here, truffles? Jeff- God, this was a high-end affair. Why the hell didn't I go? I didn't realize you guys were throwing down hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I wasn't throwing hundreds and hundreds of dollars because my, I'm a child of God and wasn't drinking. Okay? <laughs> child of God. Yes, we, it was a very, even mean. Very, I don't know. A very expensive dinner. Everybody brought their significant other. So, no. Yeah, well, Jeanette was solo. I guess you were paired up with Theo. Theo was also missing his oh, significant other. Which was uh, very happy with. Shout out to Ashley. Though. It's Ashley's guy. Not what up, Ash? So we, yeah, a very expensive dinner. Hundreds of dollars were definitely getting thrown around. And then me and uh, teammate Johnny decided to go for another bottle. Right? And we, we, made, we made our girlfriends pay for it. We said, you guys got this bottle. And we high-fived. <laughs> and then we finished the uh, El Primo bottle of Camille. And uh, the the check came, and it was an eighty two dollar bottle of wine, which me and Johnny were not ready for. So then, we, oh, you weren't ready? Why? I just wasn't aware. I I probably was. Buzzing. How much do you think a bottle of wine costs at a restaurant, well, especially at a high end place, Stone? I was there to find out, and uh, you found out. Oh, 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 I found out because our girlfriends did not pay for them, and we had to pick that one up too. Because well, you guys are gentlemen. Based, yeah, but based on a lot of high end places where you're going to buy a bottle of wine, like eighty two dollars actually seems reasonable. I mean, for sure. Uh, still in that learning but, stage. So it caught you. It, what did you think you were buying? Barefoot? Uh, no, well, the first one we had bought was PNW, another red, and I think it was a $35 bottle of wine. Which is average. I would say that's average. Okay. But again, wine, especially red wines, you, the price varies with the kind of experience that you want with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am not going to a steakhouse and ordering that $30 bottle of wine. You're right. They put the Camille, they poured it in the carburetor, and it, it was what is filtered it called? the carburetor. What is <laughs> The canter. It was the decanter. It was the decanter that they poured it in, and I guess it makes it taste a little fresher, a little better. It uh, took them five times to say that, by yeah. the way. Carburetor is on a car. Yeah. Yeah. It was a high-tech machinery, though. It's not a high-tech machinery. It's like a... It's a bunch of glass that's literally right. put together. Nothing runs it. It just allows the wine it. to air out a little bit, so <laughs> right. it's a deeper taste Ooh. of the grapes. Okay. okay. So, are you... Do you think that... Because I, I drink Pinot. Carter Pinot Noir. I like, I like Pinot Noir. Yeah, Jeff so made I, me... I settle in. I replaced the Pinot Noir. Jeff's like, you don't have to... It's not worth... The, it's no bang for its buck, and he replaced it with other stuff. So, I didn't drink... What does drink, that mean? I didn't drink any Pinot Noir last night, I swear. I've been meaning to tell you that. Jeff was like, you don't want that. Like in the wine tasting, it was eight. And then when Pinot Noir was next for us, he's like, ah, you guys can replace that and crossed it out. Are you serious? Yeah. So take it up with Jeff. I don't think Jeff actually has a good feel for a fine wine. <laughs> wow. He, you know, he was he's expert level because he was the only one to show up in a t-shirt like like Bill Gates or like Mark Zuckerberg. Like he, <laughs> We all were buttoned down. Theo's in Rico Suave he, he attire. He just came in with a t-shirt. Yeah, like, the, the old bacon neck. All right, let's sit down and do this, all right? Right, he totally pulled that on us. I was like, really? I'm in my, my Napa Valley vest, and I had to replace, and, and you came up in a t-shirt. Stop saying sweater vest are from Napa Valley. You're buying me a bottle of wine when I can Whoa! drink again. Okay, barefoot Moscato. I don't like Moscato. If you're okay. going to do barefoot, at least make it a red. I only drink red. Okay. Say less. I'm a woman of taste. So wait, who um, who were you? Uh, are you hungover? I, I am. Because you don't drink wine a lot. You're hungover? I definitely am. It's this weird headache I've never felt. Mm-hmm. That's I what miss happens. wine so much. Yeah. Wine hangover is not fun, though, especially if you're going red. You have got to be prepared. If you overdo it with the red right away, you haven't eased yourself in. You are weak. It's painful. Weak? And weak. No, but I, I have come I'm a machine this, now. No, no, you're not. I don't know. <laughs> no, you just said you get red wine hangover. No, no, no. I did. Oh, I did. okay, okay, okay. When up. you drink it every night like I do now because I'm a grown-ass man, it doesn't happen anymore. Mm. You know, this is a situation that I've thought about a lot of when I do start drinking again. 
of just how bad the hangover is actually going to be. That's the carburetor right there. Yeah. Ooh, it's working. It's working right there. <laughs> the air's just fleeing from the wine. And I was I was I was deemed a good pourer too. I went right I, like halfway. Well, it's not. Oh yeah, it's like right to the right to the right. A typical on the, wine the pour bottle. is five ounces. Yeah, I was doing more so, than that. So okay, they were. But that's they, not a good pourer then. Well, they, they were telling me you're good at this. It's where the the wine glass gets wide. It's it, that's that's the cutoff line. Mm. That's that's typically five ounces. Okay, sorry, Jeanette, we totally cut sorry. you off. Sorry. I'm scared of the hangovers I'm going to experience when I get back to. Oh yeah, again. yeah, you're you're. I'm going to be miserable. Oh, you're in for it. You're out of shape. I'm going to be miserable. Yeah. But it'll be worth it. I'll be in Costa Rica on the beach, hungover. I'll be fine. Yeah, like, like we said yesterday, it was just like one beer. I think three sips of one beer after a long hiatus like you're on, no, you'll about, be feeling it. How about just a double shot of tequila on the rocks and you, you'll Whoa. be... D- d- sip it. Sip it. Don't yeah. like go crazy. And then you'll no, be fine. No, because tequila, when I would drink, already made me... I was either angry or naked, as we discussed <laughs> yes. on this show. So I can imagine... Check, check. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine being two months sober and then going straight for the tequila. That's a good call. That's bad Costa advice. Costa Rica. That's a good call. You're going to be deported. Yeah, that's really bad <laughs> advice. Do not just start off with tequila. No. That's a great point. That was terrible advice on yeah, my it part. It was. I'm very sorry Worse for that than advice. me forcing it in her nose and face and say, one sip, one sip last night. I did it like 10 times. Yeah, uh-huh. don't do that. Like, I, I Seriously, don't be an enabler. She's trying to do something for good. For once. She said she wasn't feeling healthy. She's doing this until August till she goes to Costa Rica. Don't don't have her fall off the wagon. She's done good over two weeks now at this point. You've done good. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very um, proud of myself. Again, sniffing the wines, like <laughs> fiending for it. That was weird on Jeanette's part, but whatever works. Okay? And stealing people's chocolates. That helped me get through. It gave me a motivation. I love how you're just savages at this at this dinner slash wine tasting. <laughs> totally. Jeff bought like a, over a dozen truffles for everybody. He's like, this they go really well with the red. So make sure you take a sip. But and apparently you take a bite not Pinot the- Noir. It wasn't good enough for him. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't classy enough. But he's like, take a sip and then take a bite of the truffle. It really enhances the taste. And I took one bite, one sip, loved it. Went to have a conversation with somebody, came back, and Jeanette scarfed down my entire truffle, and she did it with everybody's. Yeah. <laughs> I literally looked ill. Did you almost have a truffle scuffle? Uh, yeah. Get yeah. out of here. With that. But truffle I have scuffle, permission huffle. from your girl. A, kerfu- a truffle kerfuffle. Yeah. I can't with both of you. Are you done? <laughs> <sighs> but I had permission from his girl. Oh, what's up? Fino? He, I looked at her, and I was like, if your truffle is left unattended, I will snatch it. <laughs> and I looked at... Your girl, yeah. and I was like, "Who's is this?" And she's like, "Oh, that's Stones." And I was like, "Okay." And I looked, like, gave her the <laughs> eyes, like, and she's like, "Oh yeah, take it. He's not gonna notice." Yeah, no doubt. The second he walked up to me and looked at me, is that my truffle? I'm like, "Yeah, it's done." It's on her lip. It's on her face. There's chocolate streaks. She was the the truffle thief. That's really weird. It was so good, though. I'd uh, do it again. <laughs> no regrets. And I stole Courtney's. Well, if you're looking to go to a nice dinner, maybe in Fort Lauderdale or Miami this weekend, get yourself some truffles that Jeanette's going to try and steal. Maybe have a delicious wine, especially if you're drinking wine. Why don't you take the train? Leave the car at home. And on the train, on the train premium seating, you know what you can have? That Pinot. Uh, That's right. That's what I do. And they have Pinot Noir. You're not going to have someone like Jeff say, no, 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 no Pinot Noir. (laughs) Get the premium seating. Uh, with stations, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. It is Brightline. It's the stress-free way to get anywhere you need to go in South Florida.
don't be part of the traffic jams that blight our lives on a daily basis. The, the, the gridlock, the brake lights. No, get on the train. West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, high speed. That yellow train's bringing you where you need to go. GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. I love that premium seating. You walk into the West Palm Station or the Fort Lauderdale Station, the Miami Station. There's a premium lounge. Uh, and, and Mr. Levicka, would you like something to drink? Why, sure. I would love some Pinot. And it's right there for you. Maybe a snack or two. Get on the Brightline train. Same story. It's like first class in an airplane, except it's on the rail. And they say, would you like anything to drink for your trip down to Fort Lauderdale or to Miami? Yes, I would actually. Can I have another glass of Pinot? And there it is. That's Brightline. GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. It is the only sane way to travel anywhere in South Florida. Make it the way you get to either West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, or Miami this weekend. Brightline, the free Brightline app, or GoBrightline.com. The best TV or movie robots, Josh Cohen, who is in Vegas. Is he on the show today, by the way? Is he on home team today? Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, He says, Paulie's robot from Rocky IV. Paulie's home robot from Rocky IV. Paulie did have a crush on that home robot, and it's one of the weirdest robot-human relationships that we have seen in motion picture history. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We have college football Altering breaking news in just a moment. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. So, John Wilner, let me make sure I correctly identify him. Pac 12 Hotline, syndicated columnist for several publications in his career, most recently in Utah. He's been in Denver. Been all over the place. Source. USC and UCLA are planning to leave for the Big Ten as early as 2024. The move has not been finalized at the highest levels of power. Dan Wolken, who is the national columnist for USA Today Sports, quote tweets that, I've confirmed that this is accurate. USC and UCLA are pursuing Big Ten membership. I wouldn't rule out future expansion of Big Ten either. Wow. That is breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. What in the hell? This is why, to me, a school like Florida Atlantic and all these group of five schools need to just create their own separate entity that they compete for a national championship for. Because... Everybody's consolidating their power now. And this is not only bad news for the Pac-12, this is bad news for the ACC. It's becoming clear that what eventually is going to happen is we're going to have two conferences. It'll be the Big Ten, it'll be the SEC. They're swallowing absolutely everything. Because I don't know where the Pac-12 goes from here. What do you? Who do you take in? Like, San Diego State and Boise? That's literally who they are going but to But why wouldn't those two why wouldn't those two schools though just say, Oh, we'll go to the Big Ten? Like the Northern the Northern California and Pacific Northwest schools will just go to the Big Ten now. Mm-hmm. And then everybody south of like, I don't know, 
Stanford, or south of like Utah, will go to the SEC. That's the way it's shaping up right now. I don't, I don't think this is good for college athletics. This is such a money rush. A big time money rush, but I think in the dumbest, the dumbest, you know, on its face, at least we get to see Lincoln Riley and the exciting things that he does instead of Pac 12 after dark when you guys are in bed and I'm the only one. But what watching. are they going to do? Play at nine in the morning? Like, you could you, USC, like, the, the, the Big Ten, they love to play their games at noon, noon Eastern time. You're right. So, what are you going to do? Is USC going to play Ohio State at nine in the morning in Los Angeles? Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Terrible for school culture, too. That's going, Absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be 100%. That's also a very big deal. Kids are going to have to show up hungover from the or, night before at I, 9. Well, I suppose what's going to happen is or, all the West Coast games in the NFL start at like 4.15 Eastern time. Maybe any time you, you, you create a specific window where all those Big Ten California games. Think how stupid that sounds. Big Ten California games start. Like, come on. Yeah, if you were to ask us. Ten years back, five years back, if they'd be, ever been in the Big Ten, we would have laughed at you. I'd be okay with this if college football had the guts to do what I've been proposing for years, and that's include every conference champion in Division One in the actual playoff and set up the seating from there. Love it. Like anybody with any common sense would do, then it would make sense because Texas is already putting itself at a disadvantage. Oklahoma at a disadvantage. Uh, USC, UCLA are at a disadvantage. This opens the door for schools like Stanford to be in the playoff, like Utah to be in the playoff, um, uh, 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 like a uh, uh, Oklahoma State to be in the playoff. But even more importantly than this now, like Jeanette, you've got Miami, mm-hmm. Florida State in the ACC. Don't they have to start looking a little bit? Clemson. Clemson, because you know Clemson's the next school that's getting a call from the SEC. Yes. Yep. You think that the SEC would at least like to flirt a little bit with Miami if they can have a good football season this year? Probably. Ooh. Be a nice little TV market to have. Be very nice. I mean, this feels like it's going into two conferences. Yeah, do you think if Crystal like Ball was, 10 years from now? I think if Crystal Ball was still at Oregon that they would be the ones heading over to the Big Ten, I think there's an argument. Why? I, just because, like, like I, the I, Mario it, Cristobal effect, who gives a bleep? The Lincoln Riley effect, who gives a bleep? <laughs> Apparently, people do. I mean, I think they grabbed ones that are our popular teams in the Pac-12, and they switched them over. I mean, Lincoln Riley is like we want to watch what he's going to do with that. Where team. is where is USC? Cali. Okay, what city? Los Angeles. Oh, it's the second biggest TV market in America. <laughs> totally, totally. So that's why Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> They wouldn't take him in. Uh, yeah, I hear you. That's why the Big Ten wants him. And you've got both the teams in Los Angeles in the second biggest TV market. Like, it's good business for the Big Ten, but as a college football fan, Janet, I think it's bad business. Nope, it doesn't make sense. I want USC, UCLA, Stanford playing one another. I want Oregon, USC, but now that's not going to happen. I want the Rose Bowl, Big Ten, Pac-12. But now you're going to have USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. It's good business for the Big Ten. And it's probably good business for those schools. But is it better for the fan? No way. Because it's ruining regional rivalries. And in the in-person and just the virtual experience, virtual experience, you're going to force yourself to wake up earlier. But who's going to do that? And then as just says, like, the kids on college campus or whatever, you're going to have to the tailgating and everything, you're going to be there at 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning. Change the routine a little bit. Absolutely. What, what USC is going to say is, oh, this is going to expose us to the East Coast Yeah, now. that's exactly, this is that's be exactly what us. they're going to say. But Rutgers thought that was going to happen, too. <laughs> Whoa. 
And nobody gives one single solitary bleep about Rutgers football. Same thing for Maryland football. How'd that move to the Big Ten go for them? They're completely irrelevant. Completely. It's, I mean, you think it's really TV rights? You think they paid them out? Or, I mean, it was just dollars they couldn't pass up? No, I mean, they want that cut of Big Ten money. Right. What the, if the Pac-12 comes through and they're like, what about this deal? Maybe. Maybe, but the Pac-12 hasn't been able to engineer a deal, a, a deal that's been really appealing to any of its members for years. It's a good call, Jeanette. They've got a pretty new commissioner. The Pac-12, it's not finalized. The Pac-12 could come back and say, hey, that's what I'm we saying. have this massive TV rights deal now. Come on, stick around. And it could happen, but the Big Ten's a behemoth. Big Ten is an absolute behemoth. So I just, I wouldn't hold your breath. Man, that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. USC, UCLA talks that they're headed to the Big Ten. Weird. All right, Jeanette. Uh, next week, what movie did we choose? Karate Kid. Karate Kid for the Jeanette Javier Hollywood blockbuster blowout. Well done, Jeanette. Stone, go fight that hangover, okay? Yes, sir. I'm Ken. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ken Levick Alive, ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye now.